freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. Oh, we're going to do you our manager. It doesn't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name it's on not, it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! Yes, hello. Hi, it is Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, SeattleSports.com. Seattle Sports app as well. G Scott will be in here in a half hour. We just got a little sneak preview. And Brock, you're absolutely right. This question is going to get an immediate, uh, what impulsive. was the word? Impulsive answer from G before he actually uses his head and thinks about it. So you're yep. right. That's how this will go. Uh, we'll see if there's enough uh, volume to uh, overcome G's shoes. But uh, all of that will take place here in about 30 minutes. Uh, Brock, now, earlier this week, you shocked us. Yes. With your tepid take that we are the champions is mm-hmm. still a good song uh, not just a good song it's better today than it was in 77 when it was born and it was take. played yesterday throughout the streets of denver Super so hot. yes yeah we are the champions what so, do you have for us today well, give me cut eight okay give me cut eight and i will play off daniel kramer uh, who joined the afternoon show yesterday and yes says he was on with wyman and bob daniel kramer of mlb.com jp has kind of taken the ringleader role but again he, he's still a really young dude you know he he puts in all the work he, he leads by example um you know he's an incredibly loyal guy to to his dudes but it, it, again it's just like kind of a young team where you haven't quite seen that you know that big time leader really emerge i think cal has the potential of to be that guy, especially with the way he manages the pitching staff. Um, you know, he comes from a baseball family and he grew up around the game. You know, he holds guys accountable. Um, but again, you know, this is just his third year in, in the big leagues. So we haven't seen someone like really emerge forward just yet, but uh, that doesn't mean that that can't happen. It's just can be a challenge with young teams. Man, leadership is so hard to define. It is so difficult to find in today's sport, any sport. The sport I cover in college football, the sport I've been around, the NFL, my entire life. Leadership today looks and feels so much differently than it did last century. Heck, I think even 10 years ago, Salk. So we'll get into a leadership discussion here in just a second. I I thought about this a lot, and I I read those comments in in tub time last night. I was thinking about why the challenges for the Mariners, why Santana could do last year such an amazing job with that, and this year there seems to be such a big void. And then I remembered, that's right, they had to move some things out and bring Santana in. And I don't think that voice can emerge until some pieces are moved out. And this is projecting on my own life experience. This is projecting in locker rooms I've been around where there is just such vast underperformance by guys you've paid and what that does inside of a, the confines of a clubhouse or locker room. Yeah. I, and I don't know this as well in baseball. Well, give me again, just, I, don't make this about baseball first. Let's, let's yes. hold, put the baseball part on hold. Tell me your life experience. Cause I think that that yeah. part is not a hot take at all. That is your life experience. So it tell is my me, life experience. It is seeing guys that aren't performing and they're getting paid vast amounts of money and what that does to the rest of the guys. Can you give me an example of how this works? Uh, I mean, there's, there's been different names of different players. Some, you know, when I was playing brought in veteran guys that were done that were cooked and it was like, he can't play anymore. And they just gave him that. There's no way to, there's no way to make this specific. Um, I don't want to go KJ Wright quite. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to throw a particular name out, but you could go back to my early Seahawks years and find some veteran free agents that were brought in. And it's like, because he was a great guy, but he was done. He was done. And it was like, that's just not 
that's not healthy. And they paid him a ton of dough. And what is of, and what does that do to the other guys around? It gets everybody just chirping and just like, can you believe it, man? Why did they do that? Why why they go? Why didn't they reward us? Someone from within or and this is again where football's a little different. But it just gets some of that scuttlebutt talking. Why am I going. making X while this guy who's cooked is making Y? And and they went out and got him. Like what kind of you know you want to talk about judgment? Like hey man, you're judging us on our bottom line performance. I'm judging you. Your your judgment on bringing the, these guys in and they're done and they can't play. And there's a frustration with that. Like, hey, I get it. Like, I'm judged on my bottom line. Like, I got to produce. I got to throw. I got to run. I got to hit. I got to get to my numbers. And I'm judging you on how you added to our team and who you brought into this team. And those guys can't play. And then the worst of it was <laughs> when you paid somebody that was just, you know, showing out in, in training camp and then shut it down on the team. And that was a killer. Mm. That was a disease that you couldn't do. The other one you could cut. Right. The other one you can move on from. The other one, hey, I'm human too. I make mistakes. Right. Every GM ain't going to draft 100% and isn't going to sign 100%. Just life. Ex- and, and then again, covering this, Mike, for a bunch of years. When you bring people in that just can't play and you pay them a lot of money, there is an impact and an effect it has on your locker room. All right. So let's talk through what that looks like now. Make it you know, back to the Mariners. You know, The two biggest names they brought in this offseason were Colton Wong and Teoscar Hernandez. Right. They, they got an AJ Pollock. Those three. Those three. Right. And we've talked about it. Those three got between them some thirty three, thirty four million dollars roughly. Yep. yep. I, I it's hard for me to fathom anybody on this team saying that about Teoscar Hernandez. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Given their knowledge of him, the time they've played with him and against him, the Dominican yep. WBC team. Like, totally. Get I'm it. sorry. I, I, I. I no, can't I, put I, him in that category. And I'm not. I don't I, think you are, but I'm just I'm kind of going through this logically yes. in my mind. And I'm I can't not, put Teo in that category correct. at all. I bet, in fact, it's the other way. Like, come on, man. We know you have this. We right. listen to your bat. We know what you can do. Just get it going. They've Let's go. seen it against them a million yes. times. They yes. know exactly yes. what Teo is capable of. So I, 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 I got to take him out of that category. Yes. And he was their biggest acquisition in the offseason. But the other two, it's impacted. The and other I think two, you I have think you might be on. absolutely right. I think you eventually have to move on. They moved Colton's brother yesterday in from Tacoma. They traded yep. him to the White Sox. Yep. I think that just eventually has to happen to create a void than that somebody well, can come in and fill. And and they've started to take the steps to make that happen, right? Correct. I mean, we've talked about how last year Justin Upton came in and was sort of the first voice. He couldn't play anymore, but Correct. he was the first voice that kind of got them moving in the right direction. And by all accounts, that's who D.D. Gregorius is. They signed him to a minor league deal. I, shame on me. I haven't looked to see whether he's done anything yet playing for Tacoma. Mm-hmm. He might be so cooked that there's just nothing you can do. And yep. you can't eat like it would be embarrassing to bring him up see, to the that's major league di- team. And again, let me add just a little bit of context to that. That's, you know, a little different because they're making nothing. So right. they're coming in as veterans. No, not I know, but, paid. but he may be so bad that, th- that you can't even bring him. I mean, he might not be able to hit AAA pitching. Yep. But if he can... He's your Justin Upton. Yep. He that's who he is, and that's probably setting the stage for the mm-hmm. Colton Wong exit mm-hmm. that would come at the same time. Yep. The guy it's funny. I, the Colton Wong thing is almost at this point, because Caballeros played so well and because Dylan Moore's now back, and quite frankly, even Haggerty is at triple A, like while it's incredibly aggravating and frustrating, and he's played about as poorly as I've ever seen anyone hit like in my life, not to mention the defense. Yes. Pollock is the one that just gets me, yeah. man. I, I, I am struggling badly 
with AJ Pollock. Mm-hmm. More so even than Colton Wong. And maybe that's on me. And he's had a couple of significant contributing games this year, right? Yep. He's basically a won them a couple runs. of games. Down in Oakland. Yep. I, I, yeah. I, I, I am really struggling with, with AJ Pollock. I mean, yep. Colton Wong has had good seasons recently. I mean, last year, second half of last year. Yep. And he's not that old. Like, he was a really, like, well-liked player when he was younger. I mean, he was a big-time name in the game. Like, I was pretty excited that they got Colton Wong. What we've gotten Mm -hmm. has been garbage. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all right. I I can't. I can't. The A.J. Pollock thing. $8 million on A.J. Pollock. It's, you know, it's Luke, it's, it's Luke Jokel. It's the exact, you know, there's, there's some Luke Jokel there. And I know it's There different. were other guys that you could have spent $8 million on than A.J. Pollock. Yep. And between those two guys, $18 million? Legitimately. Yep. For everybody. And, and I am one of these people. And, and I think if Jerry were here, he would shrug his shoulders and say, yeah, you're probably right. In retrospect, it's a lot easier to say this. Yep. Uh, J.D. Martinez got what, like $10 yeah. million, something like that? Maybe twelve. Right. No, it's 10. 10. Okay. J.D. Martinez got $10 million. J.D. Martinez is not going to come here for $10 million. J.D. Martinez probably wasn't going to come here for $12 million. He might not have come here for $15 million. Seriously. Yeah. If you had given him the $18 million that you spent on, on, on those two guys, does yep. he come here? Yeah, probably. Probably. He probably does. Now, you would have been crucified for not having a platoon option for Jared Kelnick and just saying, hey, we're rolling with Kelnick. We believe he's going to be good. (laughs) People would have laughed you out of the building. Yep. But in retrospect, having the power now to see the future or the past, that would have been a better idea. Yep. Yep, hard. Judgment of those guys in those positions is very, very difficult. Mm. Very, very difficult. Mm. So, good yeah. point. Good point. All right, Brock. That was that wasn't neat. That wasn't even that hot. That was not. That's just a good point. Thank you. That's just a, a really good life experience. Not even a take. Thank you. That's just good life experience. No, it was right a take. That, was that's a just take. good life experience. <laughs> G will be in here in twenty minutes. Right after need to know next. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Mariners were off yesterday and, I don't know, hopefully in a little bit better place emotionally than they were during their previous couple because they did play better. They are having a better approach at the plate. How did that get messaged? How did that come down? Jerry DePoto explaining yesterday. Boy, I guess the first thing I'd say is it's probably nothing super scientific or or a real major departure from anything we've ever done before. It's just a slightly different tone of message. And and that's what you have to do when with teams over the course of seasons is is you're trying to take the same philosophies, the same premise and and deliver it in a different package. And they did that. They they found a different way of telling them the same thing. And as he said, they'll probably have to do that again. Rather than messaging through a channel of people, I think Scott just took it and said, hey, let's just hit the ball back through the middle. Line drives back through the middle. And, you know, and, and we'll see how long that message carries before it needs to be repackaged again. Because it, it will. That's just how baseball works. And if anybody understands that, okay, if anybody listening understands that right now, it is my good buddy. Michael, what's your middle name again? Paul? Jeffrey. Uh, Michael M.J. Salk. Because if there is somebody that has listened to different swing thoughts 
just hey, just a little different thought here. Just hit it to right field. Hey, a little different thought here. Let's yeah, say, you know, uh, let's bring that elbow you're in. The worst. No, I'm. But you I'm, are the worst. I am joking, but you I am not joking. Mean. I'm joking, There's but no I'm. No reason to take shots at my golf game today. I am, I am not. You're playing. You're playing today. And you know what? You find a little something, Salk, and then it goes away, and then you find a little something, and then it goes away, and you find it. That's golf. That's not just you. That's a lot of people. But that is you because you're such a verbal processor that anybody that plays with you loves that about you because you're willing to share those swing thoughts next. (laughs) Here's the second thing you need to know. I hate you. But you love me. I hate that you know me as well as you do. I think it's a problem. It's becoming an issue in our relationship. This has been going on too long. My gosh. All right. Well, have you ever called me snarky? Have I ever been snarky at the wrong time? Yeah. All right. Fine. Maybe I have. But not as bad as freaking Rob Manfred yesterday. Asked about the Oakland departure and what he says to the fans. This is just, honestly, these three cuts are just obnoxious. You know, I I feel sorry for the fans in Oakland. I do not like this outcome. I understand why they feel the way they do. That's not true. I think that the real question is, what is it that Oakland was prepared to do? I think the real question is, how does this make my life harder? There is no Oakland offer. The real question here is, how can I spin this and lie about this in order to make Oakland look like the wrong, like the the, the guilty party and make baseball look like sweet and innocent and full of roses. He was then asked, Brock, about the uh, the reverse boycott the other night, and this one takes the cake. I did. You know, I mean, it, it was great. He did see it, by the way, <clears throat> not live, because as he said very aggressively, he was out to dinner with the other owners. Mm. Uh, I, it's great to see what is this year, you know, almost an average Major League Baseball crowd in the facility for one night. That's a great thing. <clears throat> Yeah, there's some David Stern there. I mean, back in the day, remember, I think that was right when we started, like 09, and Stern had just some of that same snark for yeah. Seattle and the leadership and the in the mayor and the city and, you know, was just, you know, going to defend Howard and selling it to Clay Bennett. And, you know, here's Oklahoma City that's going to bend over backwards and give them anything right. they want and anything they need to get the team out of there. And, yeah, there is some some parallels. It's It's been a while. The Expo is the last team to to, to – to, to leave a locale in Major League Baseball. They went to, obviously, Washington became the national. That was the last time. So this did not happen nearly as frequently as mm-hmm. it does in football and some of the other sports, NBA. I mean, it just has not happened in baseball. And, yeah, just from a PR standpoint, there's better ways to do it. I mean, I, I, I could. I, I there, There's a part of me that could make the case from a cold-blooded business understanding why they do this. You said most all the other municipalities join in. And I would say, has that been a bad deal for those municipalities? Yeah. It has? They've not been paid all their bonds back? They've not paid all their taxes back? A lot of these conversations about the jobs that will be opened up, et cetera, have been complete garbage. He was asked about that yesterday. And he says, I love academics. They're great. Take the arena, take the areas where baseball stadiums have been built. Okay, look what was around Truist Park before that was built. Look at the area around Nationals Park before that mm-hmm. was built. I lived in that city. Academics can say whatever they want. I think the reality tells you something else. I, I think that, I, don't know, I, there, I think there is a debate. I, I, all I can speak to is the two that were built right there in Soto. 
Were those tremendous outlays of taxpayer money? Did it get paid back? Did the bonds get paid back? Were, were those I really? Think, yes. I think it is a good use of taxpayer money to have teams in town and to have buildings. And I, I do think that there's a lot of importance in having that in the community. As an economic driver, I don't know whether I fully believe that it, it drives the economy. Here's the third thing you need right, to know. U.S. Open day two today. You can certainly grow out the rough. You can speed up the greens. But if the guys are as good as they are and the wind is non-existent and the pins aren't talked, good luck, man. Yep. They just destroyed L.A. Country Club. Absolutely tore it apart yesterday. Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley, of all people, broke single round U.S. Open records, eight under 62s. And in the top 10, you'll find DJ and Rory and Bryson and Scotty Scheffler. So good U.S. Open, but not really kind of the norm one of the neat uh, again speaking to life experience one of the neat life experiences i had that i'll never do again uh, because i saw it in a way that i'll never you know fandoms probably can never see again the masters where it was about half full uh, because of covid it wasn't empty but it was about half full and got to walk the whole lay of the land got to see it in all its spectacular ways there were no grandstands it was unbelievable one of the neat things on that day were the members condoleezza rice Mm -hmm. wearing her green jacket the members that are filtered throughout the crowd entertaining their guests and walking around and yesterday i could only imagine those proud members at the la country club in their in their tight pants and their two thousand dollar shoes and everything else down in la so excited to show off their course in the teeth of their course and how amazing it is to have the U.S. Open and like a scene right out of a movie, right, like Titanic going down. Like, oh, oh no, are we watching? <laughs> I mean, it's one thing that it was Xander. It's another thing that it was Ricky Fowler, who hasn't won a tournament in like five years and hasn't even really played well until there this season. There has not been two sixty-two shot in all the majors combined since the sixties let alone uh, both of them breaking the all-time U.S. Open record. And they did it pretty easily. Like, neither of them really got in any trouble. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, that's everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour. I don't know, man. I'm a little torn on the public financing thing. Look, it helps. It's good. Uh, He's not wrong. I do think that there is a a fair argument about the the tax breaks that are given here and stuff. I, I do think that it's a little bit iffy. And... I do think that there, you know, Andrew Brandt has a line that he uses a lot where he says, you know, owners like to socialize the cost, privatize the profits. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's yes. an element of that. I think that that is fair. I think, yes, I would, I would tend to agree with that. But those states and those governors and those cities are also the ones that have to say, like the governor of Nevada yesterday, yes. And some of it yeah, is I their just, prisoner of the moment, they, too. They're they, fans, they, right? They, they just watch what happens. advantages that aren't just on paper. They're not just tax revenue. It's not just money. Correct. It's turning your city. And yes. all the things we've had a million conversations about. All the conversations we've had at the yes. collegiate level. Tell me what Alabama football has done for Alabama's enrollment or Clemson's there is a lot enrollment of that. or all of that. Tell me about that scene outside the, 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 the Joe was painting the plaza there. The Civic Vegas engagement yes. and all of pride and all of those things are very, very important. And yeah. in Las Vegas, it's especially important because you're trying to you're trying to actually build a community there yeah. instead of just a place people come to visit. So I I understand a lot of that stuff, but you don't need to be so incredibly like arrogant and snarky about it. And that is rich coming from me. G Scott's in next Brock and Salk, Seattle sports on seven ten. You're listening to Brock and Salk powered through the Alaska airline studio on Seattle sports and the Seattle sports app. Seattle Sports on 710. All right, we got a lot for you today, Whoa. G. Scott. I mean, that 
Brock, what? Brock. The the, the music, man. I mean, is that how we going to start off? Flow rider? I mean, we ain't going to give the people what they want. I mean, Maura's not here. Maura's she's not here. I don't think for the holiday, about For the holiday on Sunday. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Yeah, hold on. There we go. Oh, hey, hey. That's what I'm talking about. Get that groove going. You got to give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. All right, now we can start. No one is better than me coming on with Brock and Salk. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, G. Scott. So Brock threw, threw this little Easter egg into our uh, into our uh, email last night, and he's right. Your reaction to this should be an interesting one. He asked us this question, and I, I think I know how I feel about it. I think I know where Brock stands. Can, can you can you add a little context of where it came from? Because DMAC yeah. joined us I should yesterday. say yes. Yesterday, our yes. friend DMAC from Denver joined us. Okay. Uh, not for any particular reason other than to just entertain us. Talked a little bit about the Nuggets and their parade. And, you know, he was telling us about how Sean Payton is, you know, kind of taken over in, in uh, oh, Denver there. In, yeah, in, in every way. And how Ru- he wants Russ to hand the ball off more now. But then they're realizing that you don't want to spend $50 million on a quarterback to hand the ball off. So they're kind of a year and a half later what of what we went through. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Here's the question Brock asked after all of that. Yeah. Are you rooting for Russ this year? Hell no. <laughs> no. I don't care what happens to his So are you rooting football. against him still? No, oh, I don't okay. care. He's just, you don't care. And... and Russ, as a quarterback, his best years are behind him. Sean Payton is there in Denver. And as we have learned over the years, and Brock, you know this better than me, in the game of football, especially pro football, one of the most important things besides talent is culture. And we saw that with the Denver Broncos, how awful it was. And so now y'all want to tell me that Sean Payton is going to come in town and Russell Wilson is going to say, okay, I'm going to do what it takes and do whatever you need, and I'm going to buy in. Hmm. And the reason why I don't think that's going to happen, because he could have did that here. Hold on. This isn't about that. This is about about you. This is about about you. Are you going to be rooting for or against Russell Wilson? Are you really telling me that they're going to play on national TV? And you're not going to take an opinion on who you're rooting for? And you got them loud shoes on. No chance. You got your beautiful smelling cologne. You tune into the game. You're lying to the people. And you're some apathetic amoeba that has no rooting interest. I don't care. Maybe they win, maybe they lose. Whatever. I'm barely even watching. I'm barely even paying attention. Baloney. Liar. Baloney. Liar. Okay, I lied. (laughs) I lied. I apologize. I told you you'd be impulsive. That's just a straight up lie. (laughs) It was a lie. You've lied. I can't believe you would come on our show. I lied. And lie to the people like that. I I thought you had respect for our audience. 100% lie. And it turns out you don't. And that that surprises me. I wish you weren't a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll admit. Okay. Maybe maybe I lied. First of all. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to. I got a few of those in the system. I got a couple of liar drops in here. Can I can I justify the lie? Liar! Liar! Yes. I want to justify the lie. Please do. I guess I was hung up on the question of 
first it was, are you rooting for him? Okay. And the first thing that came to my mind was absolutely not. Okay. And I said, hell no. <laughs> then it was, I think, you guys, the secondary question was, it was like, well, are you rooting against him? Mm. And and that's where I lied. <laughs> um, that's where, yeah, that's where I lied. Because you I, are. Because I was Because you're still rooting against him. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Now, does that, and does that really expose me for my pettiness? Yeah. Yes. I'm petty. <laughs> I, I, I am petty. And I don't know that, can I, can I slide this in? I don't know that I rooted for the Rams and Bobby Wagner to go out there and have a hundred ah, tackles. So I'm glad you for said the that. Rams. I'm glad you said that because that is an old take of mine that I generally get killed for. When people leave here, I don't root for them. I root for my teams, and the reason I like you know the players Dougie on my Fister, team is because they play for their team. Like Doug Fister was one of the players that brought this up because he was he a was super nice guy. Everybody loves Doug, nicest guy in the world. Pitch for the Mariners. Sure. He went to Detroit, and people are like, "Oh, I'm, of course I'm rooting for Doug Fister." Like I'm not. Why would I root for him to what show that the Mariners got it wrong? Sure. Like I'm not interested in showing that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm not rooting for Bobby when he's not here. I'm not rooting for Russ when he's not here. I don't root for anybody after they leave like that. With very limited exceptions. Because, you know, we're all hypocrites and sometimes we just, you know, change our mind. I think that my pettiness, mm-hmm. um, the root of that is there is a huge part of me that loves the told you so. Right. And I oh, think, is there? And I oh, think, really? It's weird. I've never heard that come out of you. Yeah. I'm surprised you would say and that. And I think the difference is, is, is I try to... <laughs> Okay, I did it again. Dude, this I is lied. I lied to the people. A second time. A second time. Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're only no, on here wait. once a week. You're lying I, twice. I, yeah, I lied again because I tried to slide in the Bobby Wagner example, and that's not true. Because even with Bobby Wagner for the Rams, when he was there. So did I tell you? I, I told lied. you we were going to get this man. I lied. I said to him, he's going to have an impulsive reaction. Yeah. If you could play back the tape in the, in the break. I said, this is going to be so great. <laughs> because he's going to have an impulsive Dude, reaction right pegged. away. And then for the next 10 minutes, he is going to be wound he's, up. You've and now unwound. lied twice to our audience. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, at least your audience can respect that I admitted that I lied. And here, Brock Salk, here was the second lie. I wish you weren't a liar. Yeah, right. The second lie was, is I tried to slide in the Bobby Wagner, right? And, And like, you know what? I didn't root for Bobby Wagner in the Rams. Here's the truth. Yes, I did. Oh, really? Yes, I did. I rooted for Bobby Wagner to go out there and have 100 tackles. I rooted for Bobby Wagner. As a matter of fact, let me keep it a buck with y'all. I rooted for Bobby Wagner when he was on defense against the Seahawks. That's different, though. You, this is, that's personal. If you were just a Seahawks fan and didn't know Bobby, I don't know if you'd feel that way. You, that's because you personally have a relationship with the man. And that's what I'm trying to say. Right, I get it. And, and, this and that's part. why you're rooting against Russell Wilson next year, too. Okay, so then here's, here's a really hard one. And I don't want to create a third lie, so really think about this one before Gee, you, if you open your mind. you lie to mind. the people a third time, <laughs> okay. we're going to have to have a very serious conversation about you coming back. Just, okay, so here, here, here's, the, here's the third one that makes it tough, okay? So okay. Russell's on one side of the chasm and Bobby's on the other. The one that splits right down the middle because he torched and torched earth on his way out was Richard Sherman. And when Richard went to the Niners, did you root for Richard? Yes, I did. <laughs> That's not a lie. 
And that's I, personal, too. That's personal, too. Right. I've always rooted for Richard, even even when Richard has done and said some dumb things. Really? I still found a way to be like, well, yeah, Richard, he kind of meant this. We got, I don't know. <laughs> we got some great texts coming in, unsurprisingly. <laughs> Gee, lying is not what the people want. <laughs> Gee, you need to slide into confession with all these lies that you're yeah. telling. We should do confessions. We can do confessions right now. Yeah. How, how about this? How about this? How about for the, for the rest of the time, I will... And by the way, this is a safe space, Brock and Salk listeners. Yes. Safe space. Always. You cannot tell anybody about this. Brock Salk, you guys can pepper me with questions, and I will answer 100% truth. And we'll make this a confession time, and nobody listening can judge me right. for my answers. Okay. Fair? Yeah. Dude, All right. Why would so, we judge you? We don't so, judge you. So let's start off with Russell Wilson. These are my confessions. Oh! I don't. Well, keep it going. Keep it going. I, 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 I do. As a matter of fact... I don't see Russell Wilson finishing the year as the starter for the Denver Broncos. Wow. Okay, that's all. That's all good. That's a good. That's a good take. Let's get to something confession worthy. Why are you rooting against Russ? What is the? What is at the core of you rooting against him? Don't you lie. Okay. This is confessions. So it bothered me the entire time. It bothered me that I never saw Russell over in the Central District. I never mm-hmm. saw Russell over in the inner city. I never saw Russell. And we're talking about a black quarterback for an NFL team. Mm-hmm. So deep down, it's mm-hmm. always bothered me that he never was entrenched. Now, he doesn't have to. He doesn't owe me anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You ask me a question, I'm yep. telling you. Yeah, he doesn't I, have to do that, but you're just as entitled to not like that he doesn't do that. Right. Yeah, that's right. fair. I think that's yep. totally and, and, I, I understand and, that. And, and I'm just I'm just saying, like, you know, when you're talking about black quarterbacks over the years, what it has taken to become a black quarterback, a starting quarterback in this league, the hurdles that had to go through, and I just never saw, and I always thought, like, okay. Does he owe it to the city? No, he doesn't. But I would have liked to see it. So, Brock, the answer to your question, deep down mm-hmm. to the core, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen. Now, I know he was doing Children's Hospital. I know he was doing all these appearances. I would have liked to have seen him in the inner city, in some of these neighborhoods. I would have liked to have seen that more. Do you feel the same way about Michael Jordan? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. I had a feeling that because that, that, Michael sort of has the same, like, hey, man, that's not for me. That's not why. I mean, that's just not something that's important to him or something that he has ever no. valued. And, you know, his whole, you know, everybody buys sneakers and all that stuff. I mean, like, he's always sort of taken that same approach. And it seems like Russ kind of went in that same, more of a Michael Jordan mold. Right. I will argue, though, uh, something you said earlier about Russ. Hmm. When you said you don't think he's going to buy in, I do. I do. I think last year was so humiliating. Gee, I think it was so humiliating. The public mockery. Uh, much of it, all of it, he brought on himself. Not just his play, his high knees on the airplane, right? Uh, is is relentless work. It's Wendy the Windy Lady. It is, it is, you know, what they caught on in Denver, what we felt at the end here. And it was inflamed because he got to run the whole show. I think he will because he realizes his Hall of Fame, right? That, that Hall of Fame brand that he built for a decade is in jeopardy. I think it will because after this season, G, in March, they will have to make a decision on his contract for two years. For two, um, I mean, hundred million. I don't, Brock. Decision. I don't think he can. No, no, no. I don't think it's him. No, Brock, Brock. How about how about how about how about this, man? Mm-hmm. In my past, since we're still on confessions, yes. 
in my past when I was cheating a lot in relationships, right, and I would get caught, no doubt. Then you go through counseling because, you know, that's the thing to do these days when you get caught cheating. You're like, oh, let's go to counseling and therapy. And, and you go and you sit down and like, oh, how does that make you feel? And you start confessing all of these things that you've done, even though you're still holding back on some of the things you haven't gotten caught done. And so so anyways, what I'm saying is, is when you when you have a pattern. Mm-hmm. For, ladies yes. and gentlemen, hear me out. When you have a pattern of doing something for so many years, and then when you're on the brink mm. of losing your marriage, right, or losing that relationship, right, and then you're going to say, okay, I'm going to change. I'm going to buy in. I'm going to do all of these things. And you want to know what the truth is? It's too late. Mm. It's too late. Life is not forgiving that way. That's not how the real world works. And NFL football, Brock, you know this game, man. You know that it is not easy to play but, but, in this but, league. But hold on, G. Uh, let me let me challenge you for a moment because you're not that person anymore, right? I mean, you. I think no, right? not, you're, it, you're not that person and anymore. It took, and it took years. Right, but what is it that finally? I mean, there must have been a moment where it finally changed for you. So it's not impossible. This could be the Russell Wilson moment where he, you know, was hit rock bottom and you know, in his world, rock bottom and and had to find a way to change. Um, I think mine came when. I finally had to start looking myself in the mirror and and understanding, right. like, you know what? Life's really bad for you because you're a jerk. Because you're making it bad because for yourself. Because you're making it bad so for yourself. So is it possible that, that, that as bad as this last year was? What's his rock bottom, Salk? I mean, <laughs> being a national joke? A laughing stock last year. Wait, 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 wait. Not enough. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Justin, can you pull up his salary, please? Can you please pull up his Reputation. salary? No. I get it. He's still getting paid. <laughs> Yeah, but, would you, would so, but. You make, so you think it's it's not until the Broncos cut him that that Benjamin yes, cut him? It's not until. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, I'll buy that. Great point. You, you know, well, Rip, you know, you know what the Broncos did day one of free agency, right? You know the first move they made. What's they make? They signed a, a backup QB named Jarrett Stidham and gave him five million guaranteed. First move, first day. Yeah, because this this that's coach, still different, man. That's different from cutting him and or benching him. This this coach is not encumbered by Russell. They gave this coach ninety million dollars. This ownership group in Denver is not encumbered with this coach, and they've got enough billions. They're the wealthiest of all of them to say, "Sorry, Russ." Yep. Like, if you don't buy in, we will play Jarrett Stidham. There is already – we had Albert on. Breer on two weeks ago. Can we get ago. back to our original question oh, okay, sorry. about rooting for Russ? I, we don't need to break down Russ's future. Right. Are you rooting for Russ? Brock, are you rooting for Russ next year? I actually will have a, a rooting interest for him. Yeah. Why? I will. Now, am I going to be pom-poms? No, am I going to be pom-poms and wear number three? So you watch a, a random Denver I Broncos like, game, you're rooting for Russ. Why, why Brock? Uh, because I like a redemption story. You do. Yeah. I do. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm schmaltzy and cheesy like that. And it's anybody, G. I like a redemption story. It's been that way with Seahawks players, been that way with Mariner players, been that way with Husky players. I love. Okay, Brock. A good redemption story. Okay, no, last no, no. year was abysmal. And for our buddy Jay Keeps, yeah. it was worse. Brock, the, okay, this is confession time. Yep. You like redemption stories. I love that. Now, do you think Russ will redeem himself? As a player, yes. I, I Now, and this is why I won't be pom-poms and super happy for him and everything. If he doesn't redeem himself as a human... Then, then obviously it is nowhere near the level of fandom, right? I, I, I can, and, and I can, and that's, I, I don't know if that's hypocrisy or confession. Like I can compartmentalize, 
right? And we've done it a lot on this show in 14 years. There's guys that we have covered that we've not particularly liked. And I can compartmentalize and go as a football player, as a baseball player, I, you know, I want him to do well for this team. I want him as a human to be humble. Yeah. I want him as a human to be vulnerable. I've told his agent, and gee, that is where maybe you may be dead right. And you could say, hey, Brock, football-wise, okay. In this football hierarchy with Sean Payton and the culture that they've built and everything else, he may have football success. But as a human, on the inside out, can he be humble? Can he be vulnerable? Can he be transparent? Can he be real? That is actually what I'm rooting for maybe even more than him as a football player. That's hard for me to imagine that that, that those things are going to happen. Those will be harder than football. Those will be a lot harder than football. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Stop right there. Stop right there. Brock, you just said the being humble, the being transparent, the being real, you said it will be harder than football. Yes. And here's what I want to tell you. That's my point. If you can't get that part of things, if you can't get that part of your life together, then it does go over to football. Brock, you know this league. You know that every part of your being, the players, the talent is so damn good that everything that you are about, you have to be bought in. Because you get exposed, G. Like, you get exposed. This game is so hard in that way, right? And you you know what? That's a good point. That's a fair point. If he if it if it doesn't and if it isn't real in that locker room, you're right. You know what's going to happen. The same thing that happened in that locker room that you watched, right? The same discord with with Doug and with Richard and those guys because they didn't feel he was real and vulnerable and transparent and honest. You, you, you guys are, are are going really deep down this hole, and and yes. and I understand why. Oh, do you want to root for him? Salt, are you going to root for him? I just think that it, it, it there's the you can keep this simpler and I, and I think we got a really good text from the 253 because I think it's easy to say last year oh, you were rooting yeah. against him oh. because of the pick Absolutely. That was hot. I hit behind and that. And that's easy. I, I hit Same. behind that. Right. Ah, I, I hit, hit behind, behind that. that. I hit behind that. But the 253 has it right. What do you say? I want to root for Russ, but deep down it would hurt too much seeing him succeed somewhere else, especially if he were to win a Super Bowl. Of course. The idea of Russell Wilson succeeding to the point where he wins the Super Bowl in Denver would be a knife to the stomach, man. It would be awful. It would be painful in every conceivable way. Last year, we learned that Pete was right and Russ was wrong. That's what I learned last year. And by the way, if it had gone the other way, I would have (laughs) raised my hand and said, I was wrong. Russ was right. Pete was wrong. They should move on. And that's what I'm. But Pete was right and Russ was wrong. But that's if, what if, I'm mad about. If Russ gets to be right now yeah. and, tur- and turns it around and goes back to being the right kind of player and the right kind of person and all the things that I think he was at times while he was here, especially as a player. Sure. It'll drive me crazy that he needed to leave in order to learn all that because I loved rooting for Russell Wilson. I loved watching him. I loved the time when he was the star quarterback here because he's been one of the most fun players I've ever watched in my life on the football field. And the idea of him needing to go somewhere else to learn that lesson would be incredibly aggravating. No, I can't root for him. I can't do it. I could tell myself that I want to, but there's no freaking way I can pull that off. Can we go back to me? I want to go back below the surface Can we go back to me? Is that what you said? No, no, no. No, 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 no. Can we can we go back to being below the surface yes. and go a little deeper with this? And because you brought up something that was interesting, you said, you know, there's a lot of people, and that text came in and said, you know what, mm, watching him succeed would mean that you know that folks and the decisions were wrong. Here's the part that I don't think I'll ever forgive, and I'll never forget. There were so many people that before the season started that were so bought in to the decision of Russell Wilson being traded away. So much so that there was the fire, John and Pete. Mm. 
There were so many people that wanted them done. They mm-hmm. wanted them fired, mm-hmm. right? And as a matter of fact, um, there's been reports before that happened. Hmm, there was people that actually did want them fired. But I digress. What bothers me is that is if he does go and succeed, then it's oh my goodness, it was John and Pete. Oh yeah, right. it was it was John and Pete. Yeah, I get that. They they wanted them fired, Brock. Yeah, Brock. This this town. Everything that has been done here, you saw the last 10-plus years of success. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't heard great. a lot of the let Russ cook crowd they crowing wanted, recently. Brock, they wanted to fire them. Yep. I will never get over that. Yeah. Yep. Nope, that's fair. In, in, in the role that possibly that player, that agent, you know, the, <laughs> that his side played in, in voicing some of that. And there's been debate. His side debates and says, no, we never went to ownership. We never went that far. We would never do that. I love Pete. But, you know, so we don't know the absolute truth on that. Jody Allen sp- certainly has not spoken to it. But by Jody I Allen's pre- I think we got a pretty good idea. And it's Jody just Allen's the worst. decisions, I think we know. I think we, got, I think we got a pretty good idea of what everybody wanted to have happen. You, you know what? And let me just say this. This we're on confessions. And by the way, you guys can't judge me for this. You can't uh, go back and say I said it. His, his agent is the flat out worse. He has been the worst. And as far as the messaging that has been happening, as far as the old calling and texting other people in the media trying to spin the narrative, it has been awful. Mm. And I don't care if Mark Rogers and his people are listening right now. I said what I said. It's been a joke. It's been a disaster. And you trying to control the narrative, let me just tell you, it did not work. You can't, this whole, I got friends too. I know people. When you try to sit there and you try to spin the narrative and you try to go ahead and leak this and say this, I'm always going to be loyal to Pete Carroll. Mm. I'm always going to be loyal to John Snyder. You want to know why? Because them dudes came in here and gave this city magic. And there were people trying to spin the narrative, trying to get them fired. And I will be forever grateful and forever loyal. And by the way, did they go to the playoffs last year? you damn right they did. Why? Why did they go to the playoffs? Song, because five, it's the song, culture that song, they built. Song, five simple words last night. Seriously. That's all you had to it do? Was, it was look what you've elicited out of this man. It was five simple words that I emailed last night. <laughs> Dude, you better calm down. You've got a whole show to do over Her, on 97.3. What's going you, on with you? Rooting for Russ. Five Can you words. put your shoes up on the table? Let people see these shoes did, that did you're Brock wearing. Did Brock really know I was going to act like this? Yes, he did. He had you totally pegged. Look at these shoes. That's not high enough. you got to get up higher. Higher. Ooh. Oh, there we go. There. Look oh, at God. these shoes. They are bright, man. That is some. <laughs> that is some hot shoe action. Wow. What'd you pay for these shoes? You gotta go. Sixteen. <laughs> sixteen hundred. You paid sixteen hundred dollars for a pair of shoes, and you're just wearing them. This is. Wait. This is confessions time. <laughs> Nobody can judge me. I'm. T- you got. Is this the last question you guys want to ask? That, that, I'm yep. telling the truth. Yep. Yep. That That's that uh, go. that auction business is pretty pretty productive, huh? There's some value in auctioneering. According to you, there's other people that are better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, Chief. The speaking we business. We gotta is good go. Too. Hey, are you coming in Monday? You're hanging out with me on Monday. Now you know what? Hold on. Before I just found out, if you guys are listening what right now, found out. I'm coming out to work with. They got me working on Juneteenth, y'all. They got me working on Juneteenth with Mike Salk. So yeah. Why did you agree to do that? Because I. Did you not know it was Juneteenth? <laughs> Gee. Not until you said something. 
Did I have to tell you that it was Juneteenth on Monday? I just, I just wasn't paying attention. So, yeah. Gee. All right. Great show. Well, that you better, you better make sure we're still in confessions. I'm I'm mad at you, Brock. What? The fact that you knew that I would react this way. He was a psych major. You got to give the man some credit. We got to go. We'll be right back. Thank you, G. You can listen to G every day at our sister station, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. The awesome G and Ursula show is 9 or like 9.10 until noon every single day. And G will be in a couple times next week as well. It's Brock and Salk. We'll be right back on 710.